everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Alex. And I'm Aaron. Um, we're all Shawnee State students. We're majoring in math education. And today we're going to talk about um, a few answers that we got from our past math teachers. We asked them a few questions regarding technology in their classrooms. And Alex is going to start us off with the first few questions. Okay, so from this article titled, Rural School Math and Science Teachers, Technology Integration Familiarization, um, a quote from the article I found was, the results also show that teachers want to use technology to educate their students, but the lack of technology in the classrooms and the teacher's lack of familiarity and technology on some present technologies affect the usage, which creates unforeseen future challenges in the classroom. So the question I um, proposed to a few of our teachers was, does your school have the proper technology resources available for you and your students to use technology in the classroom in the best possible way? And what are some resources available for you? And what do you wish you had more available for you to use in your classroom? So teacher one responded by saying, I believe our school has a good but not great selection of resources available. We primarily use Chromebooks for our tech piece within the classroom, but we are not a one-to-one district. In my department of 10 people, we have four Chrome carts that we share. Typically it works out just fine. I use the Chromebooks a bunch in my senior statistics class. I also have a document camera that I use on occasion. Each classroom has a smart board. I use it every day, but more so just as a high-tech whiteboard. I don't use it to the highest capability. Sometimes I wish that we had a surface or something of of the like that would make it easy for me to make YouTube videos similar to Khan Academy to project notes on the board. Our second teacher said, Our school is an old school that has made an effort to constantly update and make as many technological resources as possible available for our teachers. We just passed a levy to build a new school, and I'm sure that technology within the classrooms will be a priority. In my current classroom, there are days when my students try to utilize the Chromebooks and they will not even connect to the internet. There have been days where I've posted my classroom notes and examples on Google Classroom and I cannot even connect to the internet to pull them up on my laptop and project them with the LCD projector. These are the days where I'm forced to go to the board and begin writing. Not all days are like this, but this is just an example of the challenges we sometimes face when trying to use technology. Most days I'm able to connect to the internet, pull up Google Classroom and begin class. I have a laptop connected to an LCD projector and a dock camera. I would be lost without these. I use these every day. I also have 30 graphing calculators and access to a class set of Chromebooks. The Chromebooks are shared with the math department and we sign up for them so we do not plan to use them on the same day. I would like to see every classroom have at least a laptop, LCD projector, and dot camera like I do. Chromebooks in every classroom would be beneficial. Smart boards in every classroom would also be nice. Of course, a reliable internet connection is a must. Um, with that, with both of those being said, I think they both agreed on a few points. Definitely Chromebooks, laptops being available to students, mm-hmm. um, different types of ways to project things to the board. I think teacher number two like pulled out the main factor is that you do have to have reliable Wi-Fi or internet. If not, then that's one one of the downfalls for just having technology. You have to rely on internet for it for it to work. And like some schools who don't have as much um, available, like. Not, like, money to buy things, but just, um, like, updated just, technology yeah, in general. resources yes. in general. It all depends yes. on the school district you're in. You know? Yes. 
and I, it varies from state to state, county to county. It doesn't. It just matters. I kind of liked the the little piece that teacher number one said that. If he feels that he could use the smart board to, he's not using it to his full capability. Yes, yes. Which is kind of cool because he recognizes the fact that there is almost, you know, limitless opportunities with the technology that, you know, and he knows that he could do more. And I'm sure with him recognizing that, that he will. He'll try, like, yeah. he'll learn and stuff. Okay. Um. So what I noticed, it aligned with one of my articles, Cool Tools for School, the 21st Century Tools for Student Engagement, and they stated, with a growing emphasis on performance-based assessment, digital tools are needed to ensure students are provided with opportunities for explaining their knowledge and ideas in a variety of ways, which I felt both teacher was saying, giving examples on ways mm -hmm. that students could utilize technology to show their explanation. So I thought that part of the article just fit in perfectly with their answers. I like how it says that digital tools are like needed. Like I feel like that emphasizes it that technology is what's going is is what's becoming for the future. Like they need to have experiences where they get thrown out into the real world and they don't have any experience using it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the second article I found was um, integrating technology into mathematics education in an entire educational system. Reading a critical mass of reaching a critical mass of teachers in schools. Um, the quote I liked from that I pulled out, it says, um, integration of dynamic technologies into mathematics education is bringing transformative changes in, into mathematic, mathematical teaching, but it is perceived as a complex process for individual teachers. Evaluation of large-scale computer description programs suggests that professional development of teachers is key for the success and the integration of technology into classroom practices so that students can express their potential as full as a full learning tool. And from that, I asked those teachers, previous to you becoming a teacher, did you take any teaching with technology courses or any courses that prepared you for the 21st century learning environments that we so commonly see today? Uh, teacher number one responded by saying, in high school I took a keyboarding class, which proved to be one of the most useful classes ever. I, I took one of those in high school, and it was actually pretty I awesome. I did not, actually. I did as well. It See? was so hard. And now I can't <laughs> type it off. Uh, he also says, uh, I took a Photoshop class in high school. In college, I did not take a tech ed class. We just learned on the run. Keyboarding has helped me the most to provide quick communication. And teacher number two said, no, when I was in college, we were still using typewriters. <laughs> a few years after I started teaching, I began taking courses to obtain my master's in mathematics. One of the courses I took during my master's program was a course in writing computer programs. It was then that I was introduced to a computer. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine? Like, that's just the two difference between the and teachers. And that's like what we wanted to make sure we yes. did. We yeah. got a newer teacher in the first within the first five years and someone who's been there much, much longer. So you can tell like teacher two was like she had to learn like while she was still teaching her class. Like yeah. probably her students showed her some things. Yeah. I mean, the t first teacher was taking a Photoshop class yes. in high school. Yes. And she was like <laughs> at the college. end of college before Photoshop probably existed. <laughs> so that kind of gives a little bit of an illustration as to That's... how different their answers are going to be throughout. and just think yes. about like how that could be for us well like, how what's it going to be like what's it going to be like what's going to come when that we, we had no yes. clue was coming what yeah. smart board is going to it's going to be like 3d projectors i or never something. used yeah. holograms in the <laughs> okay um but i really liked how her answer was so completely different from hers like aaron said it's going to reflect later in her answers on the other questions to come 
Um, the second quote is from the same article I said before. Um, it says, with regards to the use of technology, the standard deviation was reasonably high, suggesting that the use of technology reasonably depended on the opportunities provided for teachers in their institutions. We can see that the course achieved its purpose and teachers obtained knowledge and technology's use in the classroom, but the availability of technology in schools impacted their work area in this. Um, and the question I said, do you think that being a teacher has allowed your understanding of technology to grow due to the increased use of technology in your classroom? Teacher number one said yes, but to a point. I teach each, I think each occupation becomes accustomed to their technology that they use in their profession. I don't think education is any different. And teacher number two said absolutely. I have learned the technology that I do know and use because I wanted to use it in my classroom. My classroom has been my motivation to learn technology. Um, again, like from the previous answer, um, teacher number two said like, she was using a typewriter, but now she's using a projector, a doc camera, a Google Classroom. Like, can just the change? She had to learn so much. Like, I feel like so fast. Like, technology grew in like the last five years and so much. That could almost make her appreciate it more yes. than he would, because he, you know, teacher number one probably is grew up with this stuff, mm -hmm. and then teacher number two is just now being introduced to it. So that teacher may actually. You know, appreciate the, the tools more than you would think as a as an older teacher. It's just like if you think about it, teacher number two probably had to rewrite write her notes every classroom. Like write notes, erase it, rewrite the yeah. same thing. But now if she's on online, she just pulls it up. It's the same. It it saves her some time and energy to focus more on the students. Yeah. Okay. So next is my first question. Um, it was how has the implementation of technology changed your strategy for teaching the material? Do you use it as a tool or does it shape your curriculum? Now, I asked this question to get an idea of how important the implementation of technology is in the classroom for that teacher. So in one of the research articles I found, uh, teachers' beliefs and their influence on technology, a teacher speaks on how to pr the presence of technology has little effect on the education process. One must take into account the entire process and base their lessons accordingly. And teacher number one said, it has allowed me to test the waters with Google Forms as an assessment tool. I certainly use it to shape curriculum in his stats course. He does a lot of computing and analyzing on Google Sheets instead of using a TI-84 or Inspire, since we believe most students don't use a calculator after high school, but should be using a spreadsheet system. And teacher number two said, the technology has allowed me to make improvements in the way I present materials. When I first started teaching, everything had to be written on the chalkboard. Just one example of this now is that I can put my notes and examples and other materials on Google Classroom for students to access during class or even from home. I would say that I use um, it for both in the classroom. So, which, sorry, okay, which is kind of what I said like before. I didn't actually know that was her answer for the next question, but like writing on the chalkboard, like I said just before. Yeah. So I feel that from their answers, the, the technology they have fits into their curriculum, but it isn't necessarily shaping their curriculum. Um, there's, of course, nothing wrong with this. Uh, a quote I found important from the previously mentioned article um, is, uh, teachers can't just use technology to replace learning or to replace the role of the teacher in the classroom. And I feel that these teachers understand this. They're mm -hmm. finding technology that fits into their stuff and still keeping their role as a teacher and not letting the technology take over too much. Yes. Although I feel like they could let it shape their curriculum a little bit more, but I think that from their responses, they're 
doing a great job. They seem really open to the change. Yeah, for and sure. that's kind yes. of rare. Sometimes you have the at least the older teachers <laughs> yeah. who are against it. My yeah. way's the the highway, yeah. no yeah. other way, sort of thing. So that's I, really reassuring. That's what I think it's reassuring to see such such not, not an old teacher, but um a teacher that's been in um education field such a long time that she is still like open to new ideas. Yeah. Okay, next question was, do you feel that other teachers at your school are trying to modernize and make change? If not, is there change at all? So my intention with this question was based on the idea that many teachers and even school leaders may be stuck in their ways. As we said, you said, my way is the highway, you know, that kind of, that kind of mentality. Um, I feel there still is a negative view held by many teachers that technology is a threat or, or isn't important in the classroom. So uh, in the other article I read titled Factors Influencing Pre-Service Teachers, Intention to Use Technology, uh, there's discussion on the, you know, the rising demand for technology implementation in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So um, teacher number one said, our English and Social Studies department uses the Chromebooks quite a bit, as you could imagine. I think our math department is ahead of the curve about using them in a math classroom. Now everyone is on board, and even I go through a bunch of paper at the school's copier. Which, thinking back to when I was in high school, we really didn't um, use the Chromebooks, like she, like um, you talked about, to the full potential. Like I think also our teachers were just getting used to, they're getting in the groove, getting familiar with the use of them. Mm-hmm. So I think with all of us having the content area of, of math, Mm-hmm. You know, hearing that this the, their math department is a, ahead of the curve in a sense is really promising. I, I, yes. I love it because, you know, when, with math education, when anybody thinks of a math class, they think pencil, paper, notes, solving stuff. Yeah. Calculator is about it. Yeah, the calculator is about as fancy that's, as you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, that's the highest but technology, really. Hearing that teachers are actually out there using technology and implementing it more and even ahead of the curve in a math class is awesome. Which, yeah, that kind of was surprising to me because usually you think of like an English classroom, you're using it to type papers, do research and stuff, but even a math classroom is ahead of them. That's really promising. Yeah, and, and one of the, just kind of to add on to what we said, one of the articles I had talked about, you know, narrow the narrow-minded attitude that some educators have may hinder the process of, quote, widening the horizons of education through technology. So, uh, yeah, it's encouraging to hear that like that's in, happening. Like in his statistics class, how he's saying, like, he's changed the game completely with yes. technology. Like, it's not your traditional statistics class. And yeah. um, in speaking to him, I know that, that that is now his favorite class to teach because <laughs> the kids enjoy it. And when the kids are enjoying it and they're succeeding, it becomes a more overall better class. It's pleasing yeah. for the teacher. Like, you're excited to see your students doing so well and, lo- like, they like coming to class and yeah. doing classwork. Yeah. Okay. Um, teacher number two said, I do see many teachers using the technology that is available to them. Many are trying to modernize and make changes. I was just at an optional meeting a few weeks ago for those of us interested in ZipGrade. There are a couple of people that I think of that still use the chalkboard and overhead projector, but just a couple. So that still shows that there are teachers that are still using chalkboard, probably still like using a little grade book and stuff like they're not using like online attendance yeah. and notes and stuff. So one of the main factors of one of the articles I read was this idea of technological self-efficacy and you know how confident teachers are in themselves to use technology in the classroom. And when she mentioned the teachers who still use overhead projectors and chalkboards, mm-hmm. I think maybe they, there's a possibility they're not just stuck in their ways, but they're less confident in their ability to implement newer yes. technology. 
and you know low technological self-efficacy. So one way that this article suggested to kind of build um, build more confidence in yourself of that is using a system such as TPAC, which we've talked about in the class. Mm-hmm. So according to the article, teachers who have implemented TPAC have had greater success in using technology effectively in the classroom. This article also concluded that in the modern classroom, having a system such as TPAC is almost necessary. So I thought that was kind of uh, interesting that it's saying, you know, you almost have to have some kind of system like this to be successful in a classroom using technology. Which I think we've kind of realized in this class, like all the times that we analyze a lesson plan and we have to go through that, like it makes sense, like we want to be successful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because like if you're a teacher that's not, like you said, not confident with it, then you're like you're just not going to have a set way. You're going to be out of control. You're going to be yeah. confused half the time, and you're not going to focus on the main reason of trying to get your students to understand the topic or the content in your classroom. Yeah, for Technology sure. is supposed to emphasize what you're teaching your students, not make them more confused or make yourself confused. And for those who are listening and don't know what TPAC is, <laughs> it's like the integration of your technological content and pedagogical knowledge yeah. all combined yes. in your lesson. You want to kind of pull each apart from each of that to make a whole technology first no learning Learning first technology technology second second. yeah there we go (laughs) so i believe that one of the greatest aspects of technology in a classroom is having the ability to let students direct their own learning Um, a quote from one of the articles says teachers who support student-centered instruction fully understand that in the hands of their students technology offers the potential to problem solve in a real world context Uh, Alongside providing real-world context, students can choose topics that interest them and relate to the content of the class. Uh, One example from the same article is a teacher who allowed their students to read an approved book and create websites dedicated to the book. I thought that was really interesting. That's supposed to be like doing like a book review. Instead of like a book review or a book report, the students actually got on their laptops and made a website dedicated to the book. And you know how many people would like Google the book and then like the website would come up? Yeah. And that's kind of the... Um, they're contributing to the society that yes, more yeah. than more than just the That's classroom. Cool. And it's like they're doing that research, like you know, like they they actually read the book, like they're <laughs> you know, like they have to like the book and like be all in. Yeah. So with my next question, I wanted to see how other teachers were implementing the same idea of a student directed uh, mm-hmm. learning style. So the question was. How much of your class time is teacher-directed opposed to student-directed? Has technology caused a change in the amount of time you use to lead class? And teacher number one said, I am near the board or having everyone listen to me for about 7 to 10 minutes on a typical day. Certainly, that sometimes increases depending on the lesson. The rest of the time is student-directed. Our curriculum is driven by the students working in groups, and he likes the system a lot. I loved that that response. The whole the whole idea of technology is group work and contributing to one another, learning from one another. And the fact that you know only seven to ten minutes yeah, is teacher led, and the rest is like okay, you know, student. yeah. That surprised me so much when yeah. I got that answer from that teacher, and I we got yeah. as a group, and I told them I was like, guys, like yeah, only seven to ten that minutes. That blows my mind. And it was so crazy. I never had a class like that <laughs> no. besides the class that we're well, in right especially, now. Especially yes. especially math classes. Yeah, I mean, just, they're so traditionally teacher led throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Well, this teacher has tried the reverse classroom. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's Homework in class, notes at home. 
That's interesting. So it's more one-on-one -on -one learning while you're in the classroom. He can walk around, go I kind of like if you have individual questions. For a math class, I, I like, like it. I kind of like, like it, idea, yeah. Because you do your drill you and skill have... back home, you know, yeah. straight from the book to your notes. Yes. Okay, cool. If you but want to take in... it further, you can. But in the classroom, you're implementing what you learn. And yeah. that really has to, like, students have to prepare for class because if not, then he's going to be like, well, what are you doing? And they're like... Oh, I'm writing down my notes, and he's like, no, like. Yeah, they wouldn't know. They, what they have doing. to prepare. Yeah, I like that idea. Okay, teacher number two said, technology has helped me get away from the total teacher-driven classroom. My classroom is, however, still more teacher-directed than student-directed. I went to workshops to give me ideas on more student-directed activities, and I do believe they are good activities. However, with all of the required state testing, you have to balance your time between student-led and teacher-led. Too many student-led activities can put you behind on what materials you are trying to cover before testing. And I, some of my quotes when I was going through finding um, articles that would go along with what we were trying to get across in our podcast, um, from the article, Leveraging 21st Century Learning and Technology to Create Caring Diverse Classroom Cultures, was a quote that said, Recognizing that students become intrinsically motivated when they have freedom over learning, including selecting processes and products of learning. When students have autonomy over their own learning, they perform better in school, both academically and socially. So I want to say something about teacher number two real quick. I think it's sad that, like, she sounds like she really wants to have teachers directed more, or student, direct, student direction more in her classroom, but saying, since, like, she says um, state testing is, like, pulling her back like she has to yeah. make sure they get work done and I wish it didn't have to be that way like yeah that and it sounds like she doesn't want to do that but she's doing what's best for her students to do good on the tests and stuff it's almost like from the quote I just said um when the student has a little bit of even just selecting the process and the mm -hmm. products of learning if the te teacher could just Here's your options. Take, yeah. You can choose. They're still setting their limits. They still have to cover everything. But giving the students the opportunity yes. to lead a little and bit. And that gives, like, that makes students have maybe a better attitude towards what they're learning because, like, they got to choose it. It's what, what seems more interesting for them to learn. So I think to kind of sum up the, the second teacher's answer, you know, she brings up a couple good points. One, which we've, we've touched on here, that, you know, technology helps get away from 100% led by the teacher classes and um, opens up a ton of doors for students. But like we said, it also has its barriers such as state testing and all that stuff. So having to meet a certain quota in your classroom and having a student pass a set of questions based on the content forces the teacher to narrow the scope of their classroom. So instead of using technology to its fullest extent and opening all of those doors, uh, they're, they're kind of forced to focus on this certain thing just to make sure their students can answer some multiple choice questions yes. at the end of the yeah. year. That's not, I don't think that's learning. That's really no. where the drill and skill comes in and that we're trying to get away from. They're learning to pass the test, not to remember the yes. content. Which leads exactly into my first question, which was, with you teaching high school math, how do you stay away from doing drill and skill type that's of work? That's funny, I didn't realize it was your next question. So the first teacher says, via our curriculum, Every once in a while, I hold a more traditional review day with me at the board to make sure everyone is on the same page. And teacher number two said, in math, I feel there must be some, there still must be some um, skill building work involved. At the higher levels, however, we are incorporating um, practical application problems, like the ones you might encounter on in various workplaces and projects which require students to use the skills that we have learned. 
With the teacher number one, I'd really be interested to go through what the curriculum is because I find that so interesting that it that weight's kind of already lifted off their shoulders. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it says right here, like, in our curriculum to try to stay away from drill and skill and to do A, B, and C here. Yeah, it's already implemented in the foundation yeah, of the yeah. classroom. Like, that's awesome. Um, I think that's more of, like, a 21st century classroom. Like, they've, they've changed the ways, like, that's as a, for the whole school. Definitely more modern school. Yes. And that's also, again, the same teacher that said the math department was ahead of the curve. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's where... In multiple the, ways they're ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah, and, and you can credit the whole... I think you can credit the, the whole idea that the school is a more modern school to the mm-hmm. teachers. It starts with one teacher to influence those around them and to influence the school leaders and stuff. It's not... I think it's sad that some school districts, this is kind of getting on top of it, like school districts um, have pe- members on the board that are telling what the teachers to do, but they've never been in the actual classroom. They've yeah. never yeah. experienced it. They don't know how, that, how students learn. And I think this board of education <laughs> knows what they're talking about. <laughs> For sure. Um, my second question was, have you seen better or worse results when students are collaborating in the classroom? So the first teacher says, on average, better. The setup isn't beneficial for all learners, so some students still struggle with the material on top of the social aspect. However, many of my medium students are, medium students are stronger since they have to communicate their ideas. Sometimes my higher students get frustrated that they need to help others along. And teacher number two said that this is kind of a mixed bag. Um, collaborating among students is good, but when they stay on task and all contribute. Unfortunately, if you do not closely monitor, monitor them, um, you have just a few, um, quote, workers and a lot of, quote, supervisors willing to let someone else do their work for them. It seems like they're both on the same page in this, and I think that's a common answer, at least in the subject of math, mm-hmm. because there's not necessarily a level of creativity, because your answer's your answer. Yeah. And I think when he said, like... Um, well, both of them kind of said, like, there's workers and super. So there's someone watching and someone, like, directing and stuff, which, though, you, you know, they need to prepare for in the workplace. Like, you're not always going to be right, and someone's going to have to lead you along. So yeah. that's something they're going to have to learn. At face, not value, right. at face value, looking at a group of students where one's writing the stuff out and the other's just kind of sitting there, it may look like, you yes. know, one's engaged and the other's just the other kind one. of sitting there. But in reality... That student could be way behind mm-hmm. in what, and just learning from the other students. That's the, the best part of working together in collaboration is and them learning from each other. From, like, past experience, I get, like, nervous or, like, I feel, like, disappointed when I have to ask the teacher for help. But if I have a student so who's, like, the same level as me, no for authority sure. or anything, I, like, learn and it's easier yeah. to talk to them and understand. And when yeah. a student can teach another student, that it helps that student know what they're talking about. And you about. know that and they learn again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big, it's a big circle. And when teacher number one said the social aspect, I felt like that was a really important part because we have to understand that school teaches us more than the periodic table and what two plus two is. <laughs> yeah. Like we need, we need to know how to communicate with others exactly. to succeed, get not in ready. school, but in the world. It gets us ready yeah. for life after high school. I mean, college, big time. Yes, yeah, yeah. even college. And with that being said, like outside of the school level, I have a quote that says, collaboration has become the focal point of many large companies. Um, part of the co- complication with collaboration in today's society is due to increased advances in technology across the globe. The complexities associated with technology can hinder the collaboration process. However, these advances in technology can also allow for effective collaboration that was not possible even a decade ago. So the collaboration outside of school 
is so big now and the Mm -hmm. opportunities are so large that if you don't learn it in school you're missing out i don't know of a job i mean you hear people say well you can get a desk job where you don't have to talk to very many people but i don't think there's a job in modern society where you don't have to regularly communicate and work with still as a desk job you still have to like communicate with your bosses or other people that you're working together with you're never ever singled out i think it's really hard yes And the last question was, if you had to say what the best part about implementing technology into the classroom is, what would it be? And how about the worst part? So teacher number one responded by saying, the best has been the reinvention of our stats course. I believe I'm giving my students a solid base within a spreadsheet software that they can use in their everyday lives. The worst has been the reliance on the internet. If it is spotty, then you are screwed. Funny enough, my stats class has a, had a test without an online portion, and the internet cut out during the class today. So I was so happy that I didn't have an online portion. Otherwise, I would need to take the next day to make it up. Okay, so teacher number two kind of had a long response, but that's okay. It gives us a lot to analyze from. She's, um, teacher number two said, Technology enhances my teaching. For example, I can pull things up on the internet and project them to use on the doc camera to display the to display for the students and help them visualize what I'm trying to say. Technology makes it faster and easier for me to communicate information to my students, whether they're in the classroom with me, at home, or traveling abroad with their families. I have had students traveling out of the country who were able to pull up my daily post, read their notes and examples, and maintain their work for my classroom. When they returned to school, they had most of their work done and just a few ideas that I needed to tutor them on. Without the internet, in my daily posts, they would have they would have been behind on their work and would have taken many tutor sessions to get caught up and back on track. Now, the worst part of technology in the schools is trying to keep my students off their cell phones during class. I do have them pull out their phones to access the internet to take a picture of information I posted on the board, but phones are to not be out unless I have told the students to get them out. Some students, however, are constantly sneaking their phones and laying them on their laps so they can text and chat um, on messages during class they are not a huge they are a huge distraction in our learning process you can no. definitely see the difference yes. again in the type of teachers that we have yes talked yeah. to i think um well we can obviously tell teacher number two is kind of older than teacher number one i think that she has not fully utilized like the the amount that cell phones can be used in the classroom yeah they could you, they could use their phones to look at the notes right from their desk. Like she doesn't have to always have them on the board. Exactly. So. And with this class, we found so many tools that can go from laptop to phone yes. to any device with an internet I connection. Think anything on the internet can be accessible on your phone. That's on the yeah. online too. Phones so. can definitely be utilized. Yes, I just think she's. I think she's used to the old style of classroom where there was no, nothing allowed. You're not allowed doing anything yeah. unless classwork. So and. From my past experience, when I'm told not to be on my phone, it's harder to stay off of it. Like, if your teacher's yeah. relaxed with the policy, then you're not going to always be distracted on your phone. You're just going to yeah. go back and forth. You're going to understand your notes and still For sure. whatever you're doing on your phone. So I thought it was funny that the part teacher number one said about, you know, the inter- he didn't include the online portion to his test and the internet happened to cut yes. out. So that kind of goes back to a barrier that they've touched on several times through their answers that... You know, that, the internet connection in certain schools definitely puts a limitation on technological use. Well, my high school, every individual student 
um, had their own Chromebook. You got to take it home and everything. And we used those for state testing. It was online state testing. And the one day our Wi-Fi cut out and they had to reschedule state testing. But because it's state testing, it couldn't be the day after. They had to take out a whole nother day of our teachers' learning days or teaching yeah. days. And our teachers were very upset yeah. that now they missed two days. And the first day was just completely unnecessary because the Wi-Fi went out. Yeah, I think teacher number one has a good example. Like, you need to have a backup. You can't be all in on technology. You can't rely yeah. on technology all the time. So it's good that he kind of had an offline portion he could still yeah. have the students do. Well, if you're going to make a test online, I definitely think it'd be a safe bet to to print some copies yes. out or something yes. in some way that the students that have... You know, Always prepare for the worst. Or if one kid forgets his Chromebook or whatever yes. technology they're going to be using. Or someone, someone's laptop's dead, they can't use it yeah. if they didn't charge it last night. Oh, yeah, I think that's that's also something that we've kind of learned through talking about these barriers to the, be prepared because mm-hmm. technology isn't always going to work the way you think it will. Yeah, it's so. going to always change. Yes, I think we had a good comparison between two teachers. They gave us both sides of the education field. Yeah. I think we need to get back together in 30 years and talk yeah. about our classrooms and <laughs> see what's going on. Probably going to have 3D projectors. Yeah. <laughs> no more typewriters or anything. So, um, in conclusion to my research and the, the responses of the teachers, the, the idea of increased technological implementation in the classroom is still a new and growing idea. Certain teachers are limited by a variety of things, like we've mm-hmm. talked about, and you know, back to the low technological self-efficacy. Um, with that being stated, it is the job of the teacher to use systems, like I mentioned, like TPAC mm-hmm. and the others, to maneuver their way through these limitations to ensure their students are receiving the best education that can be. Um, I predict that within the next decade, the limitation of technological use in the classroom will fade, and students will begin to direct more and more of their own learning in class. I think that's going to be a big thing. But I also think that there are still those teachers that need to be open. They need to learn about technology, not be, don't be so nervous about it, and be open that they don't have full, contract, um, full control of their classroom. Yeah. Let students enjoy the learning, maybe. Yeah. I've always said, I'm like, I'm going to be a high school math teacher. I'm going to school for education. Everyone's response is, why would you do that? Yeah. And I'm yeah. always like, well... Teacher's always a student, <laughs> and I know I'm a good student, so I see success in my future. Yeah. I think really what makes or breaks you being a teacher is your past experiences with teachers. If you've yeah. had, if, if even if it's just one one teacher out of all of them that made you enjoy their class and want to be like them, then that like sets you for your whole future. That's, that's all it took for me. I yes. never considered the idea of going into teaching until my senior year when I had a math teacher who was amazing. And I right? went back and forth for so many years. And then I had that one, it was my senior year, and she, like, set me on my path. I was like, okay, I'm going to be like you. Maybe we'll be that for somebody else, guys. That's, that's what, the yeah, goal. that's the goal. Okay. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Hope okay. you learned something or enjoyed <laughs> our little chit-chats yeah. here and there. Um, maybe you'll see us in 30 years. <laughs>